0: you're listening to the mowing in the dark podcast where we talk about business family and life now here's your host aaron sutter welcome back to the mowing in the dark podcast i am your host aaron sutter and today i am joined with a special guest my beautiful wife Renee
1: hi hi I was channeling that the that thing you do
0: oh well (laughs) Um, today's podcast podcast number 16 is entitled if grandpa could see me now (laughs) my grandpa had a, a fierce love for mowers and all things equipment in fact he was in the green industry Uh, back before it was cool and uh, there's a whole story with him and we're going to go into that but first let's go to our show sponsors and today's show sponsor is brought to you by the lansing lawn service youtube channel The Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel is all about helping you as a lawn care business owner become more efficient so that you have more time for family, free time, and fun. So guys, head over to the Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel. That channel supports this podcast. And it would be great if you guys would head over to the channel and subscribe, watch a couple videos, click that like button comment 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 on all the videos that you watch and support the channel because it supports what you're listening to now thanks for listening and we're back (laughs) my (laughs) wife is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's laughing at me right now because my 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 little uh, Zoom podcast thing here has buttons that I'm pushing, and it's like radio intro and outro things, and that's what the little noises are. She's laughing about it because she hasn't been on since, uh, since I've gotten this new thing. So uh, if I get a little distracted today, it's because my headphones, these are brand new headphones, and they already have a short in the cord. So, I'm a little frustrated with that. So, if I seem a little distracted, it's because my headphones are going in and out and I can't hear what's being said. So, with that being said, uh, how has this week been for you, Renee?
1: Oh, it's been a doozy. We uh, started school this week. Well, I didn't. The kids did. Yeah. So, you know... Reliving the trauma of middle school locker combinations. So that was fun. And... um
0: (laughs) Marcus is in the background playing with Legos. We're inside and not outside on the back porch because it's like 95 degrees out today. And we only have a window air conditioner. So if you hear some buzzing in the background, that's it. Plus we have fans going. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're going to hear a little tinkering from my oldest son, Marcus, here in the background. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, I believe that was like episode 14, something like that. You should go check that out. That was pretty fun. Uh, But yeah, we have had a very interesting week. A busy week, for sure. Um, So, Renee, uh, she goes to she drives like 10 minutes away almost every single morning to get some coffee uh, you know the foo-foo coffee that I, I can't make here at home you know so I, I do like a pour over coffee because our water here is really hard otherwise I would just throw coffee in a coffee maker and just make black coffee because I just drink it black because you know oh man and she goes to Starbucks or whatever it is and gets what's your what's your drink that you get at Starbucks
1: well, obviously, you would not be a good barista <laughs> just because all I make is black coffee. <laughs> um, I get caramel. That's that's kind of my jam, caramel latte.
0: So you drive 10 minutes to get a $4 cup of caramel latte.
1: Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> unapologetic, yes. Um, working from home, sometimes I just need a few minutes to... Uh, Not being these four walls.
0: Yeah, I I guess that's commendable, maybe. I mean, I'd rather you didn't spend $4 on coffee, maybe a hamburger. I I could get behind a hamburger. So
1: could I, but they say it's not ready at that (laughs) time in the morning.
0: (laughs) So, um, Renee, why don't you take it away? Something happened this week. Take it away. Share that story.
1: Oh, I'd love to. So, (laughs) Monday, normal day coming back home, um, driving along and semi pulls up behind me. And I, you know how they have the kind of sound to their engine and their brakes and all that. And I heard the noise. I'm like, man, that truck is super loud. Then I realized, Oh, that's coming from my car. <laughs> and within, I don't know, 15 seconds. It was, Oh yeah. It's, it, we have a flat tire. So get myself, um, off the road in a safe spot. Because at that point, we're in full Monday morning, crazy driver, trying to get to work um, type of traffic. And uh, sure enough, yep, she was all the way down to the uh, the rim. So call my trusty landscaper slash AAA slash Michelin man. Uh, he's over here flexing his muscles, folks. <laughs> If I seem distracted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I got the phone call and immediately my mind went to the Geico commercial where the little Geico or Gecko, whatever you want to call it, uh, is, you know, recording spots for a commercial and he says, help, I've got a flat tire and, you know, he's trying to be all dramatic. So I did that over the phone really loud and uh, I... You know, I had a really good attitude about it. Renee obviously doesn't remember any of this. She was probably, you know, too stressed out or something. But, <laughs> but I, I got the call and I, I quick hooked up the equipment because I was just sitting down to eat breakfast. And so I, uh, I took the, the truck out there and uh, when I got there, I looked around on the tire for any holes or anything like that where, you know, it could have leaked out or whatever. But there was no holes at all. Um, the tire seemed to be in pretty good shape from what I could see. We did end up having to replace the tire, but we'll go into that in a little bit. But um, what happened when we took the tire off, we put on the little donut tire and whatever. Took, took the tire to Bell Tire, uh, rim and all. And uh, turns out it was a valve stem. The valve stem had just popped out. And, uh, that was why all the air leaked out. And so we got that replaced and we had to put a new tire on cause Renee drove on it for a little bit and, uh, busted the sidewall or something, something weird with the tire. And so it cost us like 180 bucks or something like that to get it all fixed. But so we got that all taken care of. Um, and we drove on the, do- Renee drove on the donut that whole rest of the day or whatever. She really didn't go anywhere, but, um, and then come Thursday or no, we're Wednesday right (laughs) now, Tuesday. (laughs) Um, so come Tuesday, it's Tuesday morning and I go out to put on the new tire on her car. And I was watching this video on my phone or whatever. And so I put the phone down on her, the hood of her car to, take off the donut and put on the the repaired tire and everything went swimmingly everything went great Uh, tire went on really easy it was like a maybe a 10 minute job if that and got it all set and situated I was putting my tools away and Renee comes and she says all right I've got to run to the Dollar General I've got to get some school supplies that I didn't know I needed for the kids because they were starting school the next day So I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. Well, uh, what happened, what happened was.
1: Well, I hopped in my car and off I go to go get these much needed markers and folders, apparently, um, that were top notch needed for Mm -hmm. the following day. And I get back home and he comes running out. He's like, have you seen my phone? Like, no, no no I don't know anything about your phone <laughs> like hi and uh like, well I can't find it I don't know where it is so well, where would you leave it
0: yeah well I said I left it on the hood of your car you didn't <laughs> see it there and of course she she couldn't see it just by the way her hood is shaped and so then I started freaking out because this is my business phone you know it's got all I need it throughout the day to answer emails and things like that. And so I go into a little bit of a panic mode. And so I jump in the truck and I drive what I thought was the route that Renee took to the dollar, the dollar general, which the most direct route is the way I took, you know, down, you know, anyway, I took the most direct route and I came back and I said, well, I didn't see it anywhere. And she said, well, I did this and i turned here and then i turned there and that and i was like oh
1: because that route has the higher probability of cats it's the oh, houses boy. that have i i just dawned on me right now why i took that route <laughs> i didn't do it it was like subconsciously but yes those are actually the roads that have all the cats that, that are cute it has and nothing to do to. with
0: traffic it's all about the cats Renee loves cats. We, ha- <laughs> we have a cat, uh, but apparently she has more needs than one cat, cat can fill. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we both drove again, drove the route. We didn't see the phone anywhere. So I'm like, by this time it's nine o'clock. I'm like, I got to go to work. So I went out, cut all my lawns, and then I come back home in the afternoon. And while I was gone, you know, right ra- ra- almost said my sister's name Renee had been working on you know trying to locate my phone she called the police department here in town to see if anybody had dropped it off and just done a bunch of different things and then she she hopped on her bike and and
1: rode (laughs) I did this sounds really kind of funny uh, well, I kept calling his phone and it kept going to voicemail right away. And I thought, crap, so it dropped somewhere and we have a busy-ish kind of highway. I don't know what to call it. Um, a lot of big trucks go down it. And I thought, oh my gosh, it probably fell off right there and it's probably smashed into pieces. So I was like, well, I'll at least ride both sides of my route, at least up to the big crazy road. And I'm, look, look, look oh yeah, there's, there's no phone. It's like it vaporized into thin, thin air or something. And uh, so I get home and I'm kind of feeling a little frustrated because I'm like, it's gotta be somewhere. So I thought, you know what? Ding, ding, ding. How about we use our brain? I'm like, let me call the dollar general. <laughs> Why? The most obvious solution is the last solution you come up with beats me. But I call up there and say, so you wouldn't by, by any chance have someone or had someone turned in a phone, you know, and she's like, well, what color is it? And I'm like, well, it's gray and and blue cover on it. She's like, well, actually, yeah, we do have one. <laughs> and so I said, is this the screensaver on it? And uh, she said, yep, it sure is. And And uh, I said, well, that's my husband's phone. I said, I was the lady that was there getting the school supplies. And she started laughing. She said, well, yeah, some guy found it at the end of the drive leading up to the Dollar General. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that phone. Here's a plug for OtterBox. But that phone (laughs) hung on to the hood of my car through how many turns and didn't fall until I pulled into their driveway. She handed it to me, not a scratch on the thing at all.
0: Yeah, I was, that was my biggest worry was that the phone was destroyed. So, uh, I was super happy, like ecstatic that Renee found the phone and everything was okay.
1: They actually, um, Aaron and his phone did like a slow running montage towards (laughs) one another at the end of the day. It was really sweet. We had a a special
0: embrace. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's get into the actual meat of the podcast. Uh, that was our week in review, shall we say. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about the legacy that my grandfather left me. Um, my grandfather was not necessarily the nicest person in the world. Uh, he was difficult to get along with Uh But he he led a very eclectic life, shall we say. Um, And sorry, guys, my headphones are going in and out here. I'm trying to fix it. So he was hard to get along with. He really, uh, he kind of rubbed people the wrong way, shall we say. Uh, My grandfather grew up. Amish. Uh, he, he married my grandmother. They were married in the Amish church. My grandfather's father was an Amish bishop. Um, a whole lot of stories with that and just different things like that. But long story short, my grandfather and my grandmother and three of their kids, they had seven, I believe, but uh, three of their kids uh, left the Amish church They became Mennonite, and Grandpa started his own businesses. Uh, He was a, uh, shall we say, an entrepreneur through and through. Uh, First off, he, uh, I don't know what order it is, what all these events happened in, but I'm just going to go by what I remember. So he was a Mennonite preacher, not a pastor. He was a preacher. Um, he was never the pastor over a church. Um, then he decided that he wanted to be a farmer. So he moved out to, they moved out to Virginia. He farmed and was a preacher at a church for a little while. Then they moved back to, um, very Southern Michigan. Um, I mean, when I say Southern, I'm talking a mile from the border. So, um, He started a business there uh, of painting. He was a house painter, uh, and he would paint insides, outsides. He also did a lot of barns. During that time of being a barn painter, uh, he bought a bucket truck. And my grandpa, from being Amish, was crazy. I've worked with Amish people, and they are kind of crazy when it comes to doing crazy things high up in the air um i don't most of you probably haven't seen an amish barn raising or amish build buildings or anything like that i have i've had the privilege of working alongside amish you know for a couple years of my life and they built this huge pole barn for a place that i worked at and i'm telling you these young guys these young amish guys they would they set all the trusses and they put up the the run on the very top, just two by fours across all the trusses. Those young guys would get up there and just stand up and walk all the way across them. Just to the get from one end to the other. You know, nothing to hang on to. There was no other stringers up there. It was just that the peak the the peak stringers up there and they just they walked it like it was nothing. So I, they must have a fear of falling or not have a fear (laughs) of falling. Um, So my grandfather was very much the same way. Uh, There was a couple of times when I've been told these stories that grandpa was spraying a barn roof and he couldn't reach with his bucket truck. So he climbed out of the bucket and got onto the barn roof and climbed up. A hip-roofed barn, okay, so this is the top part of the hip roof, and he would spray. Well, one time, probably more than once, um, he lost his footing and slid, and just at the last second, he was able to catch something and not fall to his death. Um, this probably happened two or three times.
1: Well, that he, that he shared. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, he was Crazy. Okay. And so there's, there's a lot of stories like that. And I'm, I'm telling you, he was kind of crazy, but you kind of have to be crazy to be an entrepreneur. So he got out of the painting business. He sold that off and then he started uh, a business called Michiana, Michigan, Indiana tree movers. Because he was so close to the border, that's a lot of things down there. They combined Michigan and Indiana to create Michiana. And uh, so he started Michiana Tree Movers. He got into the green industry moving trees. And my brother and I were able to go with him a few times and help him with his huge tree spade, dig up trees. When we went, it was pine trees. And take them to another spot and drop them in the hole and do it all over again. And it was pretty cool. He had a really neat tree spade and he was pretty innovative. He actually bought a, uh, cause he was cheap and didn't want to buy a backup camera. So he went and he figured out how to rig up a baby monitor. <laughs> and so he could see the, the tree spade and how it, you know, it would open so he could see that and it would go around the tree and he could see that and he could see how far he needed to back up. And he had the monitor in the truck. And this was like, you know, late nineties when he did this. And so the, the screen for the, the baby monitor was like a little square, like, like, like a black and white TV. Yeah.
1: Like a cube, not flat or anything.
0: It wasn't small. Mm -hmm. It was quite large and he had that in the truck and he hooked it up and he ran like that until he sold the business but uh there was one time he was working on his tree spade and i don't remember what he was doing but it was disconnected from the rest of the tree spade and if you know if you've seen a, a tree spade just one there's usually four spades on a tree spade that that dig a hole they come they come down and they come to a point
1: like a big claw.
0: Yeah. And, but they go down into the dirt and they, they come to a point. So it makes like a cone and he had this thing off of there. And these things are like, Oh man, they're at least a ton. And he was working on this thing and it fell over on him. How he didn't get crushed. I'll never know. But and again, this is just one of many stories. <laughs> uh, my grandfather had nine lives, and he just—he just—he survived things like this. Um, he was run over by a tractor. He got caught in a tractor PTO.
1: Uh, what about the groundhogs and the gasoline?
0: Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> burned himself over sixty percent of his body when he was trying to burn out groundhogs from the garden, and uh, that was that was the last one that he he uh, got himself involved in. So the the real stories that I want to get into are when I was a little kid, and my grandpa had this ratty old john deere lawnmower uh it had a it was so old that it had a metal seat and i mean it was old but he he could keep anything running pretty much and so uh i was maybe seven or eight years old and and grandpa after many many times of trying to convince him to let me drive it He said, sure, I'll let you drive it. And so I got on this thing. He put it in first gear, you know, the slowest it would go. I thought I was in heaven. Uh, and that grandpa's house is where I drove my first lawnmower and everything just kind of spiraled from there. Uh, I years down the road, uh, as a As a young teenager, I started my own lawn care business, mowed a couple lawns, just push mowing, uh, and as I kept working, Grandpa bought different mowers. He got rid of the old John Deere, and the next mower that he was the most proud of out of every mower that he bought was a grasshopper front deck zero turn mower. He thought that thing was the cat's meow. And I I mean, I can just picture talking to him as we're sitting around their dining room table after a meal. And he's asking me about mowers and, and he's talking about this grasshopper. And he always had this laugh that just, you know, you could tell he was proud and super excited about this mower. And so we would often stay the night there with our family. And uh, the next day we went out and I drove that thing. Oh, It was a beauty. It was a beauty. And uh, we mowed, me and my brother mowed their whole lawn. They had a big lawn, lots of trees, obviously, because, you know, Michigan tree movers. And it, we just had a blast mowing grandpa's lawn. Whenever we would go, I would always ask if I could mow the lawn. Whether it was mowed or not mowed, you know, it didn't matter. Because, really, Grandpa never really mowed the lawn. It was always Grandma that actually mowed the lawn. But, you know, you would never know that by talking to Grandpa. So, um, I tell you, it was just so much fun going to Grandpa's house. So, Grandpa's house was the first place that I drove my first zero-turn mower. And it was a grasshopper. It was, it was like the cat's meow at that time grasshopper grandpa couldn't say anything bad about it and over the years he had a couple of john deers and things like that once he got rid of the grasshopper he was always you know going to auctions grandpa was an auctioneer Uh, he went to auctioneer school and he would always bring that out at a family gathering he'd you know Play like an auctioneer or something. Grandpa also was in, very into pool. He had his own pool table in the basement that we all played on and learned how to play pool.
1: Which is interesting because I remember one time talking to him about his childhood, which he didn't, I don't think he really talked to you guys about because I remember your cousins and everyone were really interested in his, these stories, but he talked about how he hit a little battery operated radio on his buggy when he was a teenager and some of the the mischief he'd get into as a young Amish boy. But then um, he did mention that he had a little pool table. I'm talking like size of a piece of paper, probably like Mm -hmm. a little one. And he would hide it. He said up under his bed. But apparently his mother at some point in doing the bed, cleaning or changing had discovered this, but he thought he had found a really good hiding spot. But Mm -hmm. so that went over swimmingly (laughs) for him as a child, but it's just kind of funny uh, when he got older that he got himself a legit nice big pool table.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun at grandpa grandma's house. It was also, you know, not fun at times. Uh, We found out later when, grandpa had to go into a nursing home that uh they didn't really officially diagnose him with it but uh, they started giving him the medicine for bipolar disorder and he evened right out he because grandpa used to fly off the handle at the drop of a hat and uh, he evened right out near the end there it was just it was a shame that they couldn't get that figured out before then but it is what it is. Uh, I still enjoyed going to Grandpa's house and driving the lawn mowers, and hearing stories and and hearing that chuckle and that laughter. You know, once I had uh, started mowing lawns, you know, in in the age that I am now, you know, I would talk to. He would always ask me about lawns, and and he would ask me what kind of mowers I'm using, and um, I th- I'm not sure. I, when did he pass away again? Because I I bought my stander in 2016.
1: Yeah, it's probably been about six years. Because I think Marcus was five. Well, or six anyway, or something.
0: Um, I think I remember talking to him about stand-on mowers, and he get he did that chuckle again, that
1: <laughs> and actually sounded like and. <laughs> and uh,
0: I tell you what, he he got a kick out of stuff like that, just anything innovative that he thought was innovative, he got a super big chuckle out of. And so, the whole point of this podcast is, is that you know there's a legacy there of of being in the green industry. Um, it it just got passed down to me. It didn't really get passed down to my brother so much, but, um, you know, I, I have a passion for the green industry. Grandpa really liked moving trees. I mean, he, he owned, owned and ran that business by himself going in and out of this big truck with a tree spade until he was 80 or 81 years old. And just, he loved it. He loved working and he loved, uh, helping people and, it is, it's what he did. And he made really good money at it. Um, Now, near the end, his mind kind of started to go a little bit. And he mismanaged funds because, you know, his mind wasn't all there. And so a lot of that money, you know, started to go out the door just because, you know, he just mismanaged funds. He didn't really know what he was doing at that point. But at the same time, while all this was going on, he didn't really want his children getting involved. You know, there was some strain there. He's a
1: proud, proud man too.
0: Yeah, it was just, there was a lot of things that relationally that went into that. But, you know, I really like the green industry. Grandpa saw something in the green industry and I, I just wanted to share this story of, of how I got into this, you know, my fascination with mowers, grandpa lost three or four fingers to mowers. Uh, he, uh, <laughs>
1: he may be the reason some caution <laughs> to user stickers yeah. exist. <laughs>
0: yeah. He, uh, he cut off at least three fingers in a mower. Um, just dumb, <laughs> but, um,
1: a bad mix of fearlessness and stubbornness. Yeah.
0: So, you know, but I get my love for the green industry. I think from him, just the love of and fascination with mowers and the new and the innovative. And so, I wanted to share this story. Um, you know, stories are how we learn and how we communicate. And uh, you know, maybe you have a similar story. Maybe someone in your family took you under their wing allowed you as a kid to, to drive a piece of equipment. Maybe for you, it was a tractor. I wanted to drive grandpa's tractor, but never got the opportunity to do that. It wasn't running, uh, when, when I was around. So, you know, it, it just is what it is, but I got to drive grandpa's mowers and that was cool enough. And I mean, it was just, it was a cool as a kid, it was very cool to go to grandpa's house and mow the grass. And so, um, you know, I, I, again, I just wanted to share this story because it shows you where I'm coming from. Hopefully this just jars you to think back to where you came from. And, you know, maybe you could share that story out on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever you use, or even a podcast. But, it's these kind of stories are just so fascinating to me. And I really love hearing people's stories about how they got into the green industry. So that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Again, please head over to the Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel, support the channel, subscribe to the channel, watch a couple videos Click that like button, comment, comment, comment on the videos there. That helps us out. That makes, gives us more money to support this podcast. All right, guys, thanks for listening and we will see you in the next episode.